0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: The opinion line on Cork's 96 FM. Donovan, you're welcome to the opinion line. Good morning. Hello, PJ. I'm here. <laughs> lovely, lovely to have you on the programme. I, I think I remember seeing you years ago uh, in, uh, in in the city, uh, playing all those songs, and they're so yeah, iconic, man. iconic. How long have you been living in Cork now?
0: Well... As, as recently, uh, uh, we were given, Linda and I, the, cor- uh, the honor of being honorary Corkonians. Yeah. Uh, I, I know exactly the year. It was 89 uh, and just before 90 when we bought the, the old house directory here in
1: North Cork. And what encouraged you to move to Cork?
0: Well, you know, when we were up there, uh, over the years, we would come into Dublin, and uh, uh, and we stayed for a whole year in 1970, rented the old uh, mansion called Castle Martin on the Curra, uh, dropped out of England for a year and a half, that was incredible, drove down the country in those years of 1771, uh, and fell in love with Cork, uh, just loved the West, but when we were on gaybo Gay Burns TV show in those days, he said, "It seems like you're going to spend some time here. Don't you be running down the country and leave us alone up here in Dublin?" <laughs> <laughs> and, you're going, you're and of course, I did. And we did, but it was t- it took a few years, off and on, over the years, traveling, doing everything else, and mm-hmm. and then in '89, that was when I said to a pal who knew a few houses around, I said, "Look, we're looking for an old house, but uh, uh, with four walls." Uh, not three. We we don't want to repair anything, if possible. Found an old rectory, beautiful old place, very nice. So I guess how many years is that from ninety on? Wow!
1: So that that's that's over thirty years now. So yeah, you, man. You, yeah. Uh,
0: but we've always felt uh, we've got Irish in the background. There's a lot of the music and poets and and, and actors and, and and creative people. You probably know oh. this. Uh, all over these islands, they call the British Islands. We all have some kind of uh, ancestry that goes back. Ah, sure, I have two. When, when they were alive, I had two Irish grannies in Glasgow. Yeah.
1: People might not know, Donovan, until they start to read a little bit about you. Um, but it, like I said, they'd hear the iconic songs and they'd listen to them. and Your songs, and I compliment you in this way, your songs are such that wherever they come on, you turn them up and they hold that. In all these years, your songs still hold what I would call as a disc jockey for years, turn-up ability. You're not going to turn down a Donovan song. You're going to turn (laughs) it up and listen. And that's a unique thing to have in in a world of so much blandness out there now. To hear a Donovan song, you turn it up and and you listen. People wouldn't know, though, for example, that you you practically taught the Beatles to play guitar. Well, not
0: exactly. Uh, Those boys were skiffling with acoustic guitars in Liverpool when they were young lads. But what actually... Well, my songs, I come from a tradition of poetry, music, theater, and, not forgetting, radical thought. The Irish and the Scots, very much a part of my upbringing. And the father, very much a union man. And in Glasgow until the age of 10, I heard everything. All the Irish songs, rebellion songs, uh, songs of love and songs of children, songs of growing up. I absorbed it all. I am of the tradition. I'm like your uh, modern-day gang. Heelig. Troubadour. I, uh, when somebody mentions something or I'm experiencing something, the song comes quick. Yeah. But I didn't know, and who could know, how how popular and how uh, how huge the appeal would be. Not just in Scotland and Ireland and Wales and England, but all over the world. It's been my mission to bring uh, uh, the our tradition to the popular. We invaded popular culture. Yeah. We Gales, we folk Gales, and we brought with us meaningful. And then one day, of course, I arrived, and I was 65 on a television show with no recording, no, no, no recording that anybody was listening to. Uh, They gave me a shot on Ready, Set, Go for three weeks, and it was me, the guitar, one young man and a song. And that was Catch the Wind. And this appeal is like universal. It's very magic. When the Beatles heard what I was doing on my first album, they said, George told me later, we've got to meet this fella. They were the Irish in Liverpool, as you know. And at one point, we'd get poetry and music and a theatre theatrical talent and a radical thought coming out of those four guys from Liverpool and so we had to meet when we met we found that we had common interests and reading the same books and at one point we arrived in India where we were looking to check that meditation TM because we wanted to give it to a stressed out millions of stressed out young people who were buying our records that's how we met we met we met very early in 65 but in 68 we're in India and they bring their acoustic guitars, they couldn't bring anything else anyway into the jungle. And I always had my acoustic guitar. One day, John, uh, after our meditation, after our uh, eating of the vegetarian food and the monkeys stealing the bananas off the table, we would sit around in the evening. And John said, How do you do that? I said, What? He said, That finger style. Yeah. Would you show me how to do it? And so I taught. John, uh, Paul was kind of left-handed. He walked around a lot and John kept saying, "Come on Paul, sit down. You got to you got to learn this. It's really great. We'll write new kinds of songs yeah. from this." Yeah. He, he knew that uh, John knew it, but Paul couldn't, but he was a smart guy, our Paul, and still is. He can pick it up by ear. George loved it too, and he took a few things. And So, in a way, I gave them a lot of styles that I had learned over the years from flamenco and folk style, that gave their
1: songwriting a new shot in the arm, that's for sure. Wow, wow, that's a great, that's a, a superb story. Now, you were the original, if you like, you were the original environmentalist through music. It's It's that's been important to you all your life
0: yeah and you know it wasn't like that's right one day uh, I'll call the World Wildlife Fund but I did in 67 and Peter Cook who was running it there uh, and he was in the RAF club in London, and he said, you better come and meet us. Now, I already knew a sculptor called David Wynn who did who did uh, incredible animal sculptures, and he was part of that World Wildlife Fund. Nobody was thinking of the, uh, of the environment then. It was impossible to actually sing a song about the environment and anybody understood what you were singing about. But I was. And also, by the way, it's part of the tradition, if you want to go back. Uh, that nature and uh, and 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 the celebration of the four seasons of the year very much a part of the Gaelic Scots Irish Welsh poetry way back you can still see it and read it in their work but Me, when I met the World Wildlife Fund, Peter Cook, he said, I think you're biting off something more than you can chew, young man. (laughs) And I looked around and I said, and Huxley was there, the old man Huxley. This was the old school of ecology, you know. David Attenborough hadn't actually started his campaigns yet. So I was an odd fish uh, to actually be telling these World Wildlife guys that, Look, I'm here. Uh, How can we do this? And I didn't think anything was going to come of it. And I started writing these songs. The first one was Ricky Ticky Tabby, which was very clearly uh, pointed at schools, saying, The United Nations are not really united, you know, and uh, the organizations ain't really organized. And Ricky Ticky Tabby, that's that uh, animal from India, is not around anymore to kill your snakes. You kids are going to have to learn about how to save those planet but uh, and then I wrote 21 songs over 50 years and it was a curious PJ that no other it seemed no other uh, singer songwriter of my generation was uh, interested at all but now things have changed
1: yes I mean do do you find yourself sometimes thinking I told you so
0: no and um, how it works is this um at first um events <laughs> events that are going to happen in the future when they first appear at first they're ridiculed you know uh here's Donovan singing of fairy tales and myths and legends and ecology and back to nature what what a dreamer. You know, like Lennon said, people say I'm the dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Yeah. And so these things that arrive, which uh, sometimes 10, 20, 30, 40 years later, it becomes accepted. Um, at first it's ridiculed and, and there's a strong resistance to it. So it's not told you so, no. It's how long it takes for these things to come in. And then you look at commercials now. There's a bank ad over the last few years. There's a there's a meditating girl on a bank ad. So meditation now enters the common, yeah. the common parlance yeah. of people talking. But one is hoping, one is hoping very much so, that at one point schools will get it. You know, and start teaching ecology and sustainability. Yeah. Do you see it? You don't see it anywhere, PJ. Yeah, you don't see any any school lessons <laughs> called sustainability or ecology. Now, that's a terrible thing. A terrible thing. It's,
1: common, it's, co- it's common to the young people. They have the message, and I guess it's time that some of us began to listen. Donovan, yeah. you're going to be in the Everyman Sunday, May 29th, performing all of those. Wonderful songs. Um, well, that's right. Martina was on to say, I met him when I was at the circus. He was there. I had no idea who he was. He was a lovely, gentle, considerate man. When people told me afterwards he had been a big star, I was mortified. I just wanted to say he was such a nice person in real life. None as it. Well, I said, in all, yeah, go on, go ahead.
0: Well, uh, t- uh, you know, the Corkonian uh, brought me back into thinking. Uh, I have to thank the people of Cork. So I went out uh, and spoke up to Madeline Seeler of Head- Headline Agency, my agent here. I said, What well, have you got? This small, beautiful in County Cork, and so I played Ballycotton as a warm-up show there on May 1st, just a few days ago, and it was sold out, a beautiful little place. That was wonderful, but I also wanted to thank the people of the Cork City, Uh, not just the mayor, (laughs) thanking them for the Corkonian, and now I'm part of Jeremy Irons, and Malcolm Flatley, and Sir David Putnam, all living here in the County Cork beautifully, but I wanted to thank the people of Cork. So, it's my return to live. I'm not sure where it will go <laughs> from here, but I, yes, I will play Everyman 29th
1: May. Well, we look forward to that. And uh, thank you so much. As I said, in all the years that, that I'm doing this job, I've never had the opportunity to speak with you until today, and it's been, it's been worth the wait. Thank you very much. Donovan, the great Donovan, uh, playing the Everyman that 29th of May, honorary Corkman, thanks to uh, Manus for Callaghan and co. with the Person of the Year Awards. That's going to be one lovely gig. <laughs> Courts 96 FM